This is IndyCar Weekly. IndyCar Weekly is brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. The National Guard, find your path to honor in the Guard. Peak Motor Oil, when you peak, you win. By Honda Generator, the preferred portable generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. Henchman Racewear, Henchman, the pioneer in driver suit technology. Find us at henchmanracewear.com. And by the Indy Racing Experience. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. Scott Dixon makes history as he dominates at Motegi, but he still needs some magic in the final two races to win his third title. Will Power comes home from Japan with the championship lead and the Mario Andretti trophy. Dario Franchitti makes a big mistake, but his penalty and his finish could have been a lot worse. Elio Castroneves calls out the president of competition, Brian Barnhart, after a late race penalty. And the fans speak out this week in our fan forum, and they want some answers. I'm Mike King. This is IndyCar Weekly. Elise, come on. It's game day. You've got all weekend to study. Jen, this has nothing to do with studying. I've got to work. The way the economy is, I figure I'll be working for the next century just to pay off these student loans. Well, you know... I know, I know. You joined the National Guard, so your college is completely paid for. Yes, you've mentioned it a couple thousand times. The National Guard scholarship covers up to 100% of your tuition. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. People often ask what it takes to get under my hood. Very simple. Trust and performance. That's why only Peak Performance Motor Oil touches my car. One of the most trusted names in automotive brings you a complete line of premium motor oils. Made with the same commitment to protection and performance, Peak built its reputation on. And Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar Series. When you peak, you win. Available at Advanced Auto Parts. Sunday afternoon, October 2nd at Kentucky Speedway. Championship points will be on the line in the Kentucky Indy 300. See the fastest and tightest Eyesight IndyCar Series racing of the year at one of the season's final stops. Frank Keedy, Patrick Power, 2010 event winner Helio Castroneves, plus all the stars of the Eyesight IndyCar Series at the newly expanded and renovated Kentucky Speedway. The best seats in the house are available right now by calling 888-652-7223 or by visiting KentuckySpeedway.com. You haven't experienced Eyesight IndyCar Series racing until you've seen it at Kentucky Speedway. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Hi, I'm Wendy Stevens, CEO of Local Gorilla Marketing, and we're expanding our sales force in your area. We've been recognized by Forbes magazine as the most trusted marketing brand name in U.S. history. In fact, you've probably heard you're in good hands with Allstate, Old Spice, and many other iconic brands. Now, due to the online explosion of mobile, video, and social media marketing, we're experiencing record demand for our cutting-edge solutions, and we're expanding rapidly at this point. Now, in order for us to identify the highest quality candidates nationally, we're accepting applications online. So if you feel that you excel in a dynamic and financially rewarding arena, then we're looking for you. There's an opportunity to earn three to $5,000 a week while you train on your way to a high six or seven figure income for the entrepreneurial minded to apply. Go to www.sixfigurespeedway.com. That's the number sixfigurespeedway.com. Sixfigurespeedway.com. This is Will Power, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. I'm really disappointed this is the last time we get to come here, but I'm super happy that I got the chance to do it before they before they called it because this place is incredible. You know, the, the country's awesome. The people, the fans here are out of this world. It took me 28 minutes to get from the bus to my, to my paddock today. It's a three-minute walk. Welcome back. It's IndyCar Weekly. That's rookie James Hinchcliffe talking about the final IZOT IndyCar Series event to be contested at Twin Ring Motegi, at least for the foreseeable future. As for the race, great support from the Japanese fans. In fact, it was one of the largest crowds to see an IndyCar sanctioned event at the track that's located in the mountains of central Japan.
Scott Dixon scoring his second pole in his last five starts. He managed to hold off a challenge from Will Power early to lead this one. Thanks to his pole position that he earned at Baltimore, Will Power got the primo pit stall at pit out at Motegi. But with 20 laps complete, Dixon's guys gave the nine car just enough of an edge to beat Power off of pit lane. Turned out to be one of the key moments of the race. Another key moment came on the first restart. Following the full course caution to clear the car of Jean Paulo de Oliveira from the course, the field took the green with 25 complete, but only made it to turn one before another full course caution. Got two cars, three oh, cars Dario together, Franchitti and Dario Franchitti has come into contact with the six of Ryan Briscoe, and Briscoe is saying he needs to be started. Charlie Kimball is off course. Dario Franchitti has engaged reverse, and uh, he is away. But, Davey, the big question now, how much, if any, damage to the number 10 target Chip Ganassi racing car? Doesn't look like much damage at all. Uh, wow. here, here's our full course caution, which oh doesn't really do anybody any good. Other than Dario Franchitti, folks, is going to be way, way, way back. back in the field. Yeah, well, Franchitti was sent to the tail of the lead lap by Brian Bardhart, but he was issued no drive through penalty after being penalized for that avoidable contact. And with no real damage to the 10 car, he was able to start picking off slower cars to climb back into contention. Now, remember, he went into this race with a Slim's five-point edge in the championship over Will Power. Well, the track would stay green until lap 58. That's when Sebastian Bourdais sent Ryan Hunter Ray spinning into the sand trap in turn four. No penalty there for Bourdais after the contact was ruled incidental. But Hunter Ray lost the lap as track workers had to bring out the lift to get him out of the sand and back on the course. With 60 complete, the track went green for the final time, and Power pulled out all of the stops to get underneath Dixon, heading into turn one. But the Kiwi, boy, he was simply too strong. It was Will Power's last shot at the nine car, and then he watched helplessly as Dixon drove away from him over the final three laps. Paul Blevin will wave the white flag, so it's the final lap at Twin Ring Motegi for the Eyesod IndyCar Series. Mark James and Scott Dixon, what a day it has been for the driver from Auckland, New Zealand. Scott Dixon it continues his dominant course around Twin Ring Motegi. As Mike said, making history here, the only driver to win on the oval and on the road course. On pole in mid-Ohio, he won the race. Looks like he's going to have the same result here this weekend in Motegi. Wow, what a great weekend. Uh, setting on pole has a nice lead, almost a, well, a little over a two-second lead right now um, over Will Power and, and uh, looking strong. Nobody in front of him should be able to cruise it home. Here comes Scott Dixon, Mark James, the long straightaway separating 10 and 11, and he is all alone on it right now. Good runs for Marco Andretti, Alex Tagliani, Oriol Servia, Sebastian Bourdais, J.R. Hildebrand poised for a top 10. Elio Storm's back into the top 10. So here he comes through turn number 12 for the final time on to 13, 14, and now the front straight. He'll see the twin checkered flags for the second time this season. Scott Dixon has dominated in twin ring Motegi, leading 62 of 63 laps. And the man from New Zealand is back in victory lane, and he will go to Kentucky just 59 points behind the new championship leader in the Izod IndyCar Series, Will Power, who has erased all of Dario Franchitti's lead and gone to the top by 13 points with his second-place finish here today. On the podium, Dixon, Power, and Andretti. I've got the full field rundown from Motegi next. What's it like to drive an IndyCar at the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Now the Indy Racing Experience can put you in the driver's seat. That's right, you can drive a real IndyCar at the world's greatest race course. Packages start at under $400, but hurry, sessions are selling out fast. Call 1-888-357-5002 or go online to IndyRacingExperience.com. You driving a real IndyCar, call 1-888-357-5002 now. If you know passion, you know my name. If the roar of a race car gives you goosebumps, you know my name. If you believe that no one ever remembers who comes in second, 
you know my name. If you're into checkered flags, chugging milk, and burning rubber, you know my name. You know my name because I've been here from the very beginning. As vital today as I was over 100 years ago, I'm a powerhouse. I am a running wide open with no finish line in sight. I'm the fire that never goes out. You know my name. I am then. I am now. I am forever. I am Firestone, and I am proud. I'm Charlie Kimball. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Homeowners, did you know a burglar could break into your home and get away in just five minutes? A locked door may not be enough to keep a thief out of your home. Think about what you can lose, and then think about this. Now you can get a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-800-949-8207. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. So call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-800-949-8207. $99 installation charge. 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 a month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now. 1-800-949-8207. That's 1-800-949-8207. I'm Simona Di Silvestro, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Scott Dixon in a runaway at Motegi is the winner. Will Power, who went into this race trailing Dario Franchitti by five points, finishes second, comes out with an 11-point lead. He has outscored Dario by 73 points in the last four races. Marco Andretti on the podium at a road course event for the first time this season. Alex Tagliani was fourth. Oriol Servia was fifth. Sebastian Bourdais wound up sixth. That's his fourth sixth-place finish this season on road courses. J.R. Hildebrand was seventh. Dario Franchitti eighth. He winds up picking up a spot after the race was over because Elio Castroneves got penalized. Dario Really lucky not to have finished well back in the field. Mike Conway was ninth. Takuma Sato, 10th. Danica Patrick, 11th. Graham Rahal, 12th. James Jakes, 13th. Simone Di Silvestro was 14th. James Hinchcliffe, 15th. And Giorgio Pontino, Tony Kanan, Hideki Muto, Anna Beatriz, and Ryan Briscoe filling out the top 20. EJ Vizo, 21st. Elio Castro-Neves kicked all the way to the tail of the lead lap after the race. It was determined by race control that he passed apparently a single car under caution during that final caution period. Cost him 15 spots, and a lot of people think that was very unfair. Charlie Kimball, 23rd. Ryan Hunter Ray, 24th. Vitor Mira, 25th. And Jean-Paulo de Oliveira winds up 26th. How upset was Elio Castro-Neves? Here is what he tweeted after the race. It is, And these are quotes uh, from Elio's Twitter. It is sad to see one person being responsible for bringing down an entire series. Brian Barnhart is inconsistent and even changes the rule book when it's convenient for him and his own personal interest. In the same race on international television, he penalizes some but not others. Making the famous Paul Tracy's words mine, Brian Barnhart is a circus clown. Very disappointed for finishing 7th and being put to 22nd. This is just absurd. Elio Castroneves, how much is that going to cost him? We'll have to wait and see. After Motegi, only three drivers remain in championship contention. Will Powers, your leader over Dario Franchitti by 11 points. Dixon still has an outside shot. He's 59 points back. The Fan Forum is next on IndyCar Weekly. Now you can bring back your favorite memories of the Indy 500 with the IMS Radio Network. Here's the checkered flag for Jim Rathman, the winner of the 44th Annual 500-Mile Race. Little Al wins by just a few tenths of a second. Go to IndianapolisMotorspeedway.com to purchase copies of classic Indy 500 broadcasts. And Elio Castroneves climbs the fence in the front straight. Johnny Rutherford wins the 1980 Indianapolis 5. Indianapolis Nothing beats the great outdoors and camping, whether you're in a tent, pop-up camper, or RV. There's also nothing like having a convenient power source for everything from coffee makers to cell phone chargers to computers. 
And that's why Honda Portable Generators are so popular with the camping crowd. Besides being lightweight and durable, Honda Portable Generators are extremely quiet and can run for hours and hours. For tent campers, they give you power anywhere. For RVers, think of them as a supplemental power supply that won't tether you to a hookup or run down your RV's battery. We make portable generators from 1,000 watts all the way up to 6,500 watts, and all of our generators come with a three-year limited warranty. And remember, even when you're not camping, you can use your Honda for everything from tailgating to home backup to working outside. Find out more at Honda.com. Honda, the preferred generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. This is Danica Patrick. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Hey guys, remember when you were 18 with unlimited energy and the stamina to do anything you wanted, anytime? Wish you could relive your glory days and have the testosterone drive of your teenage years with the experience and skill you have today? Now you can with ProGene Daily Complex. This is Dr. Todd Karen from the American Academy of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine. Testosterone levels decrease in men after the age of 20. It's a major cause of the aging process. The effects include lack of energy, decrease in muscle mass, increasing belly fat, and decreased sexual performance, all of which impact self-esteem, confidence, and most importantly, overall quality of life. Kick your drive back into high gear with ProGene. Call 800-590-7150 today to get a full month absolutely free. No injections, no prescription needed. ProGene is an all-natural herbal supplement that helps men boost testosterone production. Claim your free month supply now by calling 800-590-7150. That's 800-590-7150. Again, 800-590-7150. Shipping and processing charges apply. I'm Takuma Sato, and you're listening to the IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. I kind of wonder what kind of conversation Taku had with his teammate EJ Vizo following the Indy Japan final event. Like Taku could have been on his way to a top five finish, but EJ spun there on that final restart, and it cost the five car. Welcome back. It's IndyCar Weekly Fan Forum this week, and we've got both emails and calls coming your way. We're going to get to emails in this segment, and in uh, just about seven or eight minutes' time, your phone calls. And uh, Davey Hamilton, our IndyCar Series driver analyst, joins me for this segment. Davey, uh, there's some fans out there that are kind of ticked off uh, about a variety of things. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> John, John in Boston says, okay, so Dan Weldon gets a shot at $5 million at Vegas. Okay, $2.5 million. Last time I checked, Davey Hamilton was set to race at Vegas. Why wouldn't Davey be offered the same chance as Dan? You weren't offered the chance, the shot at the $5 million, were you? No, I never was um, eligible, actually, ever uh, through the process. But, you know, Mike, I, uh, I'm not really sure how that that works. I really don't. I'm not on the you know, the backside of it, I guess, to know what the meetings were about and how they dictated who was available and who was eligible and who wasn't. And um, I, I never got a call, obviously. And then, um, but I don't, like I say, I don't know the criteria still even today of what uh, what you have or have, have can or cannot be uh, uh, eligible for. So, Davey, uh, this is uh, this this email comes from Dan in Reed Spring, Missouri. And Dan watched the Motegi race, and he is hot. And here's a, here's what he says. I'm going to read it verbatim. He titles his email, Race Out of Control. And it says, Mike, I'm having a hard time defending my beloved IndyCar, and it's confusing rules to my friends. Maybe you and Davey could help. Number one, if I'm understanding this correctly, it is better to knock three cars off the track than to pass harmlessly by another car under a local yellow. I have to assume this after watching Elio's race at Motegi ruined in the last laps with a penalty, and that's end of the, the lead lap penalty, instead of just giving back the position, while Dario Franchitti was made of the same penance despite the fact that he was already at the back of the field after wiping out several cars. Am I clear on that? Davey, what do you have to say to Dan? Well, I, I, I guess I have to agree with him. Um, I, I definitely do not think it's fair for Elio um, to have to go from 7th to 22nd. Um, I think it's a situation where that happened, and um, it was a, it's the last lap of the race, and, and there's several people were, I don't know if they were running out of fuel. Yeah, actually, they were running out of fuel and kind of getting a little aggressive and knocking people off. 
Elio doesn't do it just intentionally to pass in that one spot. He did it. It was wrong. So the penalty to me should be, you know, you gain one, you lose two or three. So put him back to seventh or to eighth, ninth, tenth, somewhere in there. We're, we're, it's a penalty, but not a absolutely demolish of your day right. of all the hard work you've done. By the way, Elio uh, avoided an accident on the first lap and put himself in a position where he was way back in the field, had to fight all the way forward so he didn't cause an accident. Um, Dario's situation where where he he made a mistake, admittedly made a mistake, took out actually two of his teammates in Briscoe, um, and they put him back to the back of the field. Uh, yeah, put that, that, that's put him back to the field, but he was already there. He right. went in and changed his nose. He was, so there was no penalty for Dario. To me, a, a situation like that, I'm not just saying this about Dario, I'm saying anybody in that situation, I feel... Not only should they have to go to the back of the field, they should do a drive-through to where it puts them, you know, 15 or 20 seconds behind the field once the green comes out. Make it make it a true penalty, not not a penalty that really he was there anyway. He got Dario got no penalty, and I'm not just saying this about Dario. I'm saying about anybody in that situation that comes up again. But now Elio's case, I just I, I feel like that was too harsh, very very much too harsh. Okay, here's the rest of Dan's email, and I'll I'll read his remaining couple of points, and then uh, you can respond. Number two, one car barely off track and in a precarious position towards the end of the race will bring out an immediate yellow, while the same situation during the first round of pit stops will bring out the yellow. Only after all cars have had enough time to pit under green, thereby negating the advantage the early pitting teams should have had. Am I confused on that? Let me go ahead and get your response to that one, Davey. Well, you know, I do, like, I, I know what he's saying. I absolutely do know what he's saying, and, and, and there not, that has to be consistency in our rules. I do agree with the first not throwing the yellow until everybody cycled through because it completely changes the race, and, and it takes people that work hard that earn their spot um, sometimes to get taken away from them. So that that I, I totally agree with. Um, but, you know, there's a safety factor, too, so we have to be consistent. So. Sometimes luck of a draw, maybe we should have to throw the yellow regardless, you know, regardless of the pit stops are made or not. That's something that needs to be discussed, obviously. Um, I'm not sure where I stand on that 100% yet without um, – I, I do like the way the race ended up. The guys that won should have won. Uh, Dixon dominated the race. Power was the best, second best guy. And then kind of was mixed up from their back. But, um, yeah, it's a tough call. And I have to say at the end of the race, where guys are in precarious spots. I mean, there are some dangerous spots. With I think Kimball was off course, and um, I'm missing somebody else. But, oh, uh, Vitor Mera. Vitor, that's where, you that's, know they could have been in a, a dangerous situation where right. maybe the yellow should have came out and they finished under yellow. Okay, so and that leads perfectly into Dan's third point. And Dan, once again, we're reading his email. He's from Reed Springs, Missouri, and he says. Number three, final caution of the race, even if it involves multiple cars in multiple corners, will not bring out the full course yellow so we can get this damn race over regardless of safety or whoever gets burned by other rules so they shouldn't have had to contend with. Do you need to set me straight on this one? I hate to say it, fellas, but this whole year has seemed like the only rules that come into play are those that fit some mysterious script. It's getting kind of WWE-looking around here. And, of course, it's signed Dan in Reed Spring, Missouri. And, and you made reference to the Vitor Mira. That, that Mira car, I went back and watched the replay at the end of the race, and Vitor was sitting for, for the final lap in a very precarious situation. Yeah, you know, I, and I think that's right. I think the yellow flag should have came first. Full course yellow should have just came out uh, for the safety of the drivers and for the consistency of our rules and finish the thing under yellow. I mean, I really do feel that's probably hindsight of where it should have gone. Um, and I, you know, I appreciate Dan for his, his um, you know, excitement about our sport and his, his zeal, to, his zeal to, to make it things right. Yes. I mean, that's, that's the kind of fans we love. But, and I do agree. This year, the rules, some of the things that have happened. Starting, I, I think where it's all started for me, where the, the, the inconsistent rules and the crazy calls with Elio and Edmonton last year, a call that I still today don't believe in. Um, um, I, I tell you, in every sense, it just seems like the craziest things have happened. Situations, circumstances, calls, so many different things have happened in our sport to make it um, questionable on, on some of the calls, some of the things that have happened. And uh, I'm not blaming any one person. I think it's a multiple of different things, but it's it's time, you know, 
back to the double file restarts on, you know, I, I think the leader should be the first one to the line. If you're going to go double file restart, that rule wasn't changed when they changed the double file. So many things I think need to be discussed and, and start getting consistency um, in every single call. And, and the punishment should, should fit the crime, too, I think. Yeah, and, and Davey, unfortunately, for whatever reason, double file restarts seem to have gotten worse instead of better. I thought that that front straight at Twin Ring Motegi offered more than enough room to get those cars paired up off of off of 14 and have a, a slow zone before an acceleration zone. And, Davey, we never saw more than seven or eight cars side-by-side, side, either at the start or any of the restarts. You know, um, the other series, um, rather short track, other big major series that have double-file restarts, if they were to do double-file restarts like we do them, they'd be laughed out of the place. Um, we do not do a very good job doing double-file restarts. There's certain places on ovals where we can get them down. But most of the road courses and street courses that we attend, it's impossible for our guys to get double-file. I'm going to go to Baltimore. There's no way. I'm going to go to uh, Mid-Ohio when it comes to restart time on the fresh railway. No way. I'm going to go to Barber. No way. You can't do it. So I think that they need to rethink the double-file resource that fit the courses that we go to because at Barber, Mike, you're lucky to get the first two rows double-file before the start-finish line, and that leaves the rest of the field at a huge disadvantage in the back. So yeah, it, um, I, I think they really need to think about the double-file resource. The ovals, it's, it works. It, um, we're able to get side-by-side, nose-to-tell, and, and come off, um, you know, turn four, you know, for the green, but I do. I still think that the leader should be the one that crosses the line first um, at that point. Okay, Davey, well, I've got a couple more letters here I need to read, but I'm going to let you go. Thanks for your input, and uh, we'll talk to you next week about getting set for Kentucky. Perfect. All right, Mike. Thanks, okay, bye. that's Davey Hamilton, our IndyCar Series driver analyst, as we continue uh, with our emails on this week's uh, fan forum. Uh, this one comes uh, from Rona, who says, Hey, Mike, I stayed up until 2.30 Sunday to watch the IndyCar race in Japan. Went to bed knowing that Elio finished 7th. When I woke up the next day, I learned he's 22nd. I was really upset. I think Brian punishes those he doesn't like and not the ones that he's favoring. And, of course, she's talking about Brian Barnhart, the president of competition. She continues to say with Dario, he was put at the end on the pack as penalty, but that is not the same as a drive through penalty under green. He could have lost much more time. In previous races, aren't the drivers required to do a drive through under green? I hope Randy has enough guts to change Brian. If not, how can he expect the fans to keep watching? Once again, that's uh, the... Uh, the email from Rona. Rona, thanks uh, for writing in. Uh, a couple of more I want to get in here. Uh, this one comes uh, from uh, Andrew McDougal, and he says, uh, Mike, I'm a corner worker for the SCCA out here in Colorado. I've seen really close racing in both open wheel and closed wheel classes without accidents or contact. Now, I realize these cars do not equal the speeds of Indy cars, but the duels that go down between rivals and races where you can throw a blanket over the first six cars have left an impression on me. I guess that Sparkle gets lost in the professional world because of sponsors, business pressures, and with a poor economy and the factor of drivers owning their cars absent. Now that I have a good-paying job and I have attended more than a few 500s and have gone to New Hampshire to visit a friend who lives right in Loudoun and worked at a track as a kid, I feel like IndyCar has become more like a circus with its pyrotechnic driver intros and crashes. It also makes me wonder if all the drivers who are there are the best. No doubt they all work their tails off, but I always think about driver A versus driver B scenarios. Driver A is a good driver, but driver B is even better. However, driver A has more sponsorship backing, therefore gets the spot. I cannot help thinking about those who were awesome and never got the opportunities. Others were just handed those opportunities, but that's professional racing and life I suppose, and again, that's uh, from Andrew McDougald, who uh, who lives out in uh, in Colorado, and uh, and then lastly, uh, let's see, we've got um, uh, Jay Jensen, and uh, Jay is just he's simply getting a shot in uh, at at TK after uh, the back and forth between Tony Kanaan and Danica Patrick, her comment uh, about Brazilian drivers hitting everything, and TK saying, well, "I'm going to show her how a Brazilian driver does it," and Jay simply says. Hey, how did that drive like a Brazilian work out for TK? Maybe he needs to drive like a Bears fan. That's from Jay 
in Fort Lauderdale. Hey, thank you all so much for your letters. That's all we've got time to get to right now. We will do this again uh, before uh, the uh, the end of the season uh, for sure. So uh, keep them coming. Ask Mike at Brickyard.com, and uh, we hope to hear from you. We've got your phone calls on the fan forum coming up next on IndyCar Weekly. On October 16, 2011, what happens in Vegas will be witnessed around the world. The fastest, most versatile drivers on the planet go all in for one race and the chance to be named champion. Already a fan? Your paid ticket to any Eyes Odd IndyCar Series race this season gets you a ticket to see the World Championship in Las Vegas for free. Find out more at IndyCarWorldChampionships.com or call 866-IndyCar. Real driver, real race car, real fast. See you in Vegas. Hello, everybody. I'm three-time Eyes Odd IndyCar Series champion Dario Franchitti, here with today's guest, Bob. Bob, you're a big Eyes Odd IndyCar Series fan. What can IndyCar Nation do for you? Driver autographs. Yeah, we can oh. do that. VIP access during race weekends. That's easy. Oh. Exclusive web video for real IndyCar fans. Not a problem. Oh. Can I have your helmet? Join IndyCar Nation for free today by texting IndyCar and your email address to 88769. Give me back my helmet, Bob. Oh, man. This is Marco Andretti. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Hi, I'm Wendy Stevens, CEO of Local Gorilla Marketing, and we're expanding our sales force in your area. We've been recognized by Forbes magazine as the most trusted marketing brand name in U.S. history. In fact, you've probably heard you're in good hands with Allstate, Old Spice, and many other iconic brands. Now, due to the online explosion of mobile, video, and social media marketing, we're experiencing record demand for our cutting-edge solutions, and we're expanding rapidly at this point. Now, in order for us to identify the highest quality candidates nationally, we're accepting applications online. So if you feel that you excel in a dynamic and financially rewarding arena, then we're looking for you. There's an opportunity to earn three to $5,000 a week while you train on your way to a high six or seven figure income for the entrepreneurial minded. To apply, go to www.sixfigurespeedway.com. That's the number sixfigurespeedway.com. Sixfigurespeedway.com. I am Uriel Servia and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. For the past six years, Honda has built every IndyCar Series engine. That same commitment to engineering is what you'll find in the all-new Civic, the official vehicle of the IZOD IndyCar Series. See more at shophonda.com. Mike King with you on IndyCar Weekly. Our fan forum continues, and Rhea Collette joins us from Dayton, Ohio. Rhea, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. You are a longtime uh, IndyCar fan. Uh, you want to chime in on the forum. Uh, the, uh, the microphone is yours. Oh, okay. Uh, just out of curiosity, I've noticed the, the whole rest of, of us say uh, Alex Tagliani's name is Tagliani, and when he introduces himself on the lineup, he says Tagliani, and he certainly ought to know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to ask him. It's funny because uh, we get several different pronunciations from drivers. Uh, one of the other ones that uh, we've had uh, a lot of folks um, uh, talk about is the fact that Simon Pagino. Yeah. Prefers prefers the Americanized pronunciation of the French word Simone right. as Simon when he's here and and yeah so yeah you hear Alex sometimes too you also get accent that drives a different sort of yeah. pronunciation yeah this so yeah so it's uh, you know we also get an awful lot of Helio versus Elio and, sure. and obviously Elio prefers Elio you also get a lot of Dario versus Dario and Mario versus Mario <laughs> so yeah Ria we we work on it sometimes and uh, but I will ask Alex if he if he prefers to go with a Tagliani versus Tagliani uh, <laughs> uh, next time I, I see him uh, that'll that'll come up at uh, at Kentucky okay um, since everybody says the fans are so wonderful at Japan and, and everything, why is Japan not going to be continued? You know, is it just because of the economics? You know, that is a, an excellent question. I have to assume uh, that at this point, and this is just me speaking because I, I don't have any official confirmation of this, I have to assume, Rhea, that be, because Honda was the official engine manufacturer for the series for the last six years, uh, and the fact that the Motegi track is a Honda-owned facility, 
that this was perhaps part of the exclusive uh, association, oh, okay. uh, and, and that that Honda then would would want to see the series race in Japan. Now that we have Chevrolet uh, and Lotus coming on board as engine manufacturers, and the the non-exclusive tag is gone, I have to think that is the reason because Honda does in fact uh, write a very big check to cover the cost of getting the series to Japan, and I think that is probably the case. Oh, okay. Hey, Rhea, thanks for calling. Bye. Uh-huh, bye-bye. So our fan forum continues uh, from Rhea in Ohio. We go to Rebecca in New York City. Uh, Rebecca, welcome to IndyCar Weekly. What do you have on your mind? Thank you. Um, first of all, I think that um, this series should bring a race back to Pennsylvania because being from New York City, a lot of the races are very far away. Right. Well, we used to race in Nazareth. You know, and, yeah. and and then when when that track was closed, obviously didn't don't have that opportunity anymore. By chance, did you go to the race in Baltimore? Yeah, that was. I didn't get my tickets early enough. I have to admit. Oh, okay. It, it got sold out. I got you. Um, it was a great event at Baltimore. Yeah, I wish I was there. Um, um, mostly, though, I would like to talk about the recent officiating. Okay. Things. Um, First off, speaking of Baltimore, I wanted to bring up the thing with the backup cars with Elio and TK, because um, I believe that Tim Sindrick had said that race control, someone in race control had said that if they switched to the backup car, they wouldn't lose their position. That's correct. That's what um, that's what Tim Sindrick had been told at Baltimore after TK ran into Elio's car. You're right. Yeah, so, and then he said that when they switched it, that they said they'd have to go to the back. Sindrick said that, um, well, that they could have prepared Elio's main car Correct. in time if they had been told. Yep. And while they were certainly in their right to put them back to the back of the grid, um, I don't think it was fair that they changed their position i agree i agree and i say something and stick to it i think rebecca and we talked about this during our broadcast of that race that we believe that that there has to be an addendum to the rule whereby if if another driver is involved in an incident and being quite literally used the way tony canon used elio castro nevis's car to slow him down to avoid what could have been a very very bad incident um, that you cannot penalize the driver who is who is the you know just there and and being used uh, to to slow another car down. So I, I think I think you make a very valid point. Yeah, that that would be fair. And like I understand that it's the car that's being qualified, but yeah, that wasn't Elio's fault. It really probably wasn't even TK's fault because of the mechanical failure, but. Once once you make a decision, stick to it. Sure. And that seems to be the theme with um, race control and their inconsistencies. Um, I know a lot of people were unhappy at Motegi with the penalty that Dario got. Yes. And felt it wasn't really a penalty. Um, I mean, obviously, he didn't cause the same problems that Briscoe did at Baltimore, but... I think both were avoidable contact. Well, I think I think Rebecca, the the biggest problem, and of course we've had we've had many emails about the Elio Castroneves situation in Motegi, and the penalty that he was given. It, oh yeah. The, the tone was... the tone of this seems to be that the punishment has to fit the crime. That Dario Franchitti caused an accident. Uh, you know, ruined the day for Briscoe, ruined the day for Charlie Kimball, uh, ruined the day for, for Graham Rahal, and yet was only sent to the back of the lead lap, which was the same penalty that was handed out to, to Elio Castroneves for passing a single car under a yellow and everyone saying, wait a second, how can yeah. how can these two be compared to each other? So, yeah, a lot of people feel the way you do. Yeah, and then... Um with um, the thing with Elio, I believe that at Baltimore, Danica passed Ryan Hunter Ray under a local yellow at the end of the race. I believe that was talked to about. Keep her position. Yeah. And and then also how Dario technically didn't even really get a penalty because 
when he had to pit, he was already at the back. That's correct. And then TK got a drive through for speeding in pit lane. And it just, everything seems to be crazy. And it's like, oh, well, we like Danica and we like Dario and they're good for the series. So we're not going to give them strong penalties. It sort of seems that way to me. So you simply want to see more consistency. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that someone should be penalized or shouldn't be penalized. That's obviously not up to me. But, it should, yeah, it should just be consistent and fair for everyone. Rebecca, thanks for checking in today from New York City. We appreciate your call. Let's now go to Missouri Valley, Iowa, to Brandon. Brandon, welcome to the Fan Forum. What do you got for us? Well, Mike, good morning or good afternoon or good evening to those of you listening on IndyCar Weekly there tonight. Yeah. Here's the deal. Here's my thoughts so far on the season. I'm really impressed with what Will Power is doing. Oh yeah, he's made a pretty good, uh, pretty good advance. And you know, you know, I, I think we kind of saw a little bit taste of that in his rookie year back at Long Beach when he pretty much, you know, destroyed the field all the way around at uh, the 34th uh, Toyota Grand Prix at Long Beach uh, back in 08 with the final Champ Car event. And he's doing it this year. It's what's really impressive is, you know, not a lot of people, you, you know picked him as a favorite in in, uh, in this side of the state um, that I talked to, didn't really pick Will Power as, a, as the 2011 champion, but he is doing some very good things, and I think uh, people ought to be watching him. Of course, uh, Dario had that mistake at Motegi, uh, which cost him, and I think uh, if they can get things turned around, it could be a Still a big chase. I mean, there's two more races to go. And with these two races, if we can, uh, uh, when it all comes down to it, it could very easily come down to the last turn of the last lap, which I agree. is what's happened a lot. Yep, I, I certainly agree with you, Brandon. I, I think this thing is a, a long way from being over. And for Dario Franchitti, Brandon, I think a certain degree of confidence now returns for Dario because this is how he won the championship last year, coming back on the ovals at the end of the season. And we all know that Dario, historically speaking, is better on on ovals than Will Power is. Absolutely. And Will Power has had a lot of problems. I mean, so that's why I that's why I still caution everybody, why well, you may be picking Will Power at the end of the year. I'm thinking he might do it, but at the same point, ovals, you know, what what let's let's keep in mind his record. If his record still stands if we st- if we see a repeat of what we've seen before, that could be trouble for him, and it could be success for Frankie in the process. Well, we'll say this, Brandon. We've talked about this on a couple of broadcasts here recently. If Dario Frankie loses the championship this year, the restart at New Hampshire, where he and Takuma Sato got together, will haunt him for a long time because it was simply an incident that did not need to happen. And it nope. cost Dario. He would have Dario would have very likely lapped the entire field in that race and would have been a runaway leader in the championship. And instead, everything turned around on that move. Oh yes, it did. And I mean, I mean, because I, I remember uh, hearing you call the restart, and you you told you know, and saw and. And uh, Frankie got into Sato, and uh, that was all she wrote. Yeah, the race was over for both of them. And uh, of course, I know a lot of people are sad to see Danica go. What What are you noticing around uh, your neck of the woods as a reaction about Danica leaving and going to NASCAR? Well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, this story has taken so long to develop, and and we've all known that it was coming for so long. I think at some point everyone was just like, okay, just go ahead and get it over with. You know, we we know you're leaving. Okay, just tell us you're leaving and and finish out the season and let's be done with it. Um, I am a little surprised that that Danica is, um, you know, for example, you know, her remarks about quote unquote Brazilian race car drivers and the way they ha- have learned to race versus the way she learned to race. She really incensed. Tony Kanaan with those comments. So she's not necessarily going out on the best of terms. Uh, and and uh-huh. I think that's unfortunate. And I do believe there are a lot of fans that are saying good riddance. I, I have certainly heard a lot of that. And um, so it goes, you know, and uh, best of luck to her. But uh, it, I guess it's it's time for her to move on. Exactly. And really not you. And really, really, she should think very carefully because, you know, you know, uh, as they always say, them boys with NASCAR don't play around now. 
No, they'll. Uh, I'm sure uh, the, the courting process of, of getting Danica to make the move to, to come to NASCAR full-time is over. And uh, once she is uh, is strapped in full-time as a driver there, I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be some things that, that change. Uh, she certainly made some contributions while she was in IndyCar, and we appreciate that. But uh, now I'm focused on the drivers that are going to be here in, in 2012 and beyond, and uh, that's that's where we go there. So, Brandon, anything else before we say goodbye? Yeah, you know, and I haven't heard you call photo finish for so long. I think I'm sure you probably would love to call that one for for the first time in a while, I bet. Yeah, you know, Mark Jaynes and I talk uh, a lot about some of our, our you know, the, the calls of the past, and uh, we, we both, I think we enjoy uh, calling road and street course events, but it is a such a different atmosphere for us as, as play-by-play guys uh, to have the opportunity to see the entire track and for him to be on the back straight, for me to be on the front straight, and for us to be able to hand off very quickly, you know, uh, talking about, you know, guys that are separated by hundreds of thousands of seconds sometimes. it's um, we, We're looking forward to the final two events at Kentucky and Las Vegas, and uh, I think it's a fitting way to end the season. But don't get me wrong. I have certainly enjoyed uh, watching strategy play out on road and street courses, but absolutely. But when it comes when it comes to calling those uh, those really close races uh, on ovals, uh, there's nothing quite like that. And uh, Mark and I both are, are looking forward to that. Yeah, if that's if that ends up being the norm, though, y'all 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 might want to bring your heart medicine, your, your whatever you got to bring with you. <laughs> yep, you're right. Well, Brandon, hey, thank you very much uh, for uh, for being a part of the fan forum, and uh, we appreciate you being a fan. You got it, Mike. Uh, take care, and y'all have a safe one. Enjoy listening to the broadcast. Okay, Brandon. Thank you. We appreciate right. it. So that is Brandon uh, from Missouri Valley, Iowa, back with more IndyCar Weekly right after this. Congratulations on landing the job. I'm really excited for you. Thanks. How's your search going? The job market's tight. I mean, I can barely get an interview, yeah. and I've got student loans to deal with. You're lucky, you know. The National Guard paid your loans off. Luck. The Guard was a smart decision, one you can still make. The National Guard Student Loan Repayment Program can pay up to $50,000 of your existing student loans. Get the details at NationalGuard.com. Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. In the IndyCar series, drivers put complete trust in their cars. I put my trust in Peak Performance Motor Oil, formulated to protect against thermal breakdown, and Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar series. Whether you cover 200 miles in an hour or it takes an hour just to get to work, you can count on peak. When you peak, you win. Available at Advanced Auto Parts. This is 2008 IZOD IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Hey guys, remember when you were 18 with unlimited energy and the stamina to do anything you wanted, anytime? Wish you could relive your glory days and have the testosterone drive of your teenage years with the experience and skill you have today? Now you can with ProGene Daily Complex. This is Dr. Todd Karen from the American Academy. Academy of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine. Testosterone levels decrease in men after the age of 20. It's a major cause of the aging process. The effects include lack of energy, decrease in muscle mass, increasing belly fat, and decreased sexual performance, all of which impact self-esteem, confidence, and most importantly, overall quality of life. Kick your drive back into high gear with ProGene. Call 800-590-7150 today to get a full month absolutely free. No injections, no prescription needed. ProGene is an all-natural herbal supplement that helps men boost testosterone production. Claim your free month supply now by calling 800-590-7150. That's 800-590-7150. Again, 800-590-7150. Shipping and processing charges apply. I'm Alex Tagliani, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. For the past six years, Honda has built every IndyCar Series engine. That same commitment to engineering is what you're going to find in the all-new Civic, the official vehicle of the Eyeside IndyCar Series. See more at shophonda.com. I'm Mike King. It's IndyCar Weekly. News and notes for you this week. Grand Am team owner Michael Shank telling Speed TV that his team is looking to field a car full-time in the IZOD IndyCar Series in 2012. Now, as of right now, no word on when the team will make an official announcement 
or name its driver. Some really happy news to report for two members of the IndyCar family. Scott Dixon and his wife Emma, now the proud parents of two little girls. Poppy has a sister as Tilly Dixon was born just six days after the Baltimore GP. And by golly, Scott celebrated by winning at Motegi. Sarah and Andy O'Gara, they're now the proud parents of Zoe Marie. You probably know Sarah better as IndyCar Series team owner Sarah Fisher. Zoe was born last Tuesday. Congratulations, guys. Well, certainly some very sad news this week as the Sam Schmidt Motorsports family is grieving the loss of one of its own as Chris Griffiths died suddenly and without warning last week. Griffiths, the team manager for the Sam Schmidt Motorsports Firestone Indy Lights program, collapsed last week after a pickup basketball game and could not be revived. Griffiths, who was just 45 years old, led that team to 46 wins and what is soon to be five championships. Certainly, it will make the race at Kentucky, where Joseph Newgarden is expected to clinch the 2011 title, a very bittersweet event. After learning the news of Griffiths' death, Sam Schmidt released a statement saying, quote, We wouldn't have had any trophies in the case at the shop without him. I feel like I lost the brother I never had. He will be greatly missed. Sunday afternoon, October 2nd at Kentucky Speedway. Championship points will be on the line in the Kentucky Indy 300. See the fastest and tightest Einstein IndyCar Series racing of the year at one of the season's final stops. Fred Keating, Patrick Power, 2010 event winner Helio Castroneves, plus the stars of the Izod IndyCar Series at the newly expanded and renovated Kentucky Speedway. The best seats in the house are available right now by calling 888-652-7223 or by visiting KentuckySpeedway.com. You haven't experienced Izod IndyCar Series racing until you've seen it at Kentucky Speedway. 100 years of Firestone Racing. It's a legacy that began way back in 1911 when Ray Haroon and his Firestone Tires won the very first Indianapolis 500. And while so many things have changed over the years, one thing remains the same. The passion that drove us then continues to drive us today. Because even after a century, there really is no finish line. Firestone, celebrating 100 years of racing. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you could donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax-deductible. Just call 1-800-303-3280. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. And it doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It'll be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those who need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. 1-800-303-3280. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get that free vacation voucher for donating. So call right now. 1-800-303-3280. That's 1-800-303-3280. I'm Dario Franchitti, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Oh, he has led for much of the season. Now Dario Franchitti finds himself trailing Will Power by 11 points. These final two races, oh, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Next week, we're going to be previewing the penultimate event on the 2011 schedule as IndyCar gets set to head to Kentucky Speedway. Hope you're going to join me. IndyCar Weekly has been brought to you by Firestone, official tire of IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. The National Guard, find your path to honor in the Guard. Peak Motor Oil, when you peak, you win. Honda Generators, the preferred portable generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. Hinchman Racewear. Find us online at henchmanracewear.com, by shophonda.com, and by the Indy Racing Experience. Well, thanks to all the fans that took part in this week's fan forum. Congratulations once again to Scott Dixon. I'm Mike King. IndyCar Weekly is a copyrighted feature presentation of the IMS Radio Network, the voice of IndyCar. <laughs>